My name is Logan Draper, and this is Modern Mad Men, episode number 79. Today, Jared and I created a top five worst digital marketing mistakes. It was good. There's a bunch of mistakes people make. There's a bunch of mistakes. In our opinion. Yeah. In our opinion, based on just kind of years of watching this play. Yeah. And so I think it'll be very beneficial for you um, to see if maybe one of these you are operating in because you don't know. Mm -hmm. I think it'll be good. We would love it if you would take a few seconds to hit subscribe. Give us some feedback. Give us some stars. So let's go. Just some old heads from outer space Like we come from a whole other time and place Mad men Mad, mad men What's up, buddy? What's up, man? How you doing? I am fantastic. Are you? Yeah. This isn't the good, so you don't have to fake it. No, I'm, I'm pretty I'm good. Kidding. I'm pretty good. Not that you fake it on the good. I'm, I do. I, well, I do a little bit sometimes. Just, just in my intro. What's up, everyone? Yeah, this, that's my favorite part of the week. <laughs> is you're so good at it and natural, and then you overthink that intro so much that you just like it's like you it's, go from just the normal to like, hey, people, <laughs> what's going down? <laughs> like trying to be trendy, and then I immediately snap once we get into the podcast. And it's like super like high emotion to normal jared no i don't think so i think that your energy is great i think that you overthink uh, the intro so I do. much the intros are so hard though yeah it, it is weird you're great at it i'm not i just don't, main, I don't main, think about it mainly yeah well you just you can just like start talking yeah and then it just leads into stuff i'm not i can't do that for some reason yeah i don't know if it's a healthy gift or not but i enjoy it it is a healthy gift i just uh i think that's why when doing these podcasts i i literally um I don't like to think at all about what I'm going to talk about because otherwise it gets real unnatural because I'm starting to be like, okay, I need to get Jared to this question. And so I start getting real robotic. See, that's that's the difference between me and you. Your podcast, you just come in fresh, not doing any research. My No, no, no not true. I do some research you do on some. people what? just so that I know they're like basic info. My my podcast, our podcast, they're both our podcast. Yeah. Um, But mine that I semi-host i'm still trying to figure out the hosting you're game. the main host i come in with like a like a list of like the segments and then like notes under each segment but i feel like it throws me off because then i'm just like trying to read yeah, yeah while... that is hard it's a, it's a on your on your podcast I, I gotta figure out the balance because i'm reading my notes but i need the notes to keep me on track yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fair on but, the good though i come in with notes too because that's the structure of the podcast yeah but i have to literally write out stuff because um of time. Well, if you did enough research for my podcast, you wouldn't need notes because it would just no. be in your brain. No, it'd be worse because I would talk for too long. So you aren't putting in the effort. No, I'm putting in better effort for you. I carry yeah. your podcast enough. I'm trying to stay within the structural bounds of time. Okay. Is that why you literally just stole one of my headlines other podcast? Yeah. Well, I couldn't find one, so I just got on your computer. You, you just, weren't looking. You stole my notes and it's like, yeah, that sounds like a good one. And, yeah. I'll, and I'll, I'll volunteer to go first this segment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, am I going first? Cool. Uh, um, if you have noted what you and I are talking about, uh, Jared had a great idea. Launched a podcast called The Good. You can find it on any of your podcast platforms. Yep. And uh, it's uh, blue. So it's a blue background blue with uh, some pinkish red lettering and a big old thumb. Yeah. It's called uh, The Good. So just great podcast. The Good. Yep. Positive headlines, happy haikus, just finding the good in people. Yeah. It's a great idea. You did a good mm -hmm. job. We're going to keep talking about it because I think. The reason I like it is that it gives us another bounds to just kind of play in. I think Modern Mad Men is probably what we sound like in our office talking every yeah. day. And the good is the journey of getting better. Yeah. Yep, I agree. That's a good way to put it, right? Yep. I totally agree. See, but you're also very skilled in, um, 
I would like to at some point write a book, and I think that's disappearing for me pretty rapidly, the desire to do that, but I could not do it without you. I think you, I think you could if you, because you're super good at just like speaking off the top. You're a good conversationalist. So you just need to like come up with like an outline of what you want to be in your book and then just hit up like all those points yeah, yeah. and just like start talking about it and but be writing at the same time like what you're what you're saying. I'm thinking about doing an audio book only. Just free, which, a freestyle audio book. Yes, that's what I'm thinking about doing. Ooh. Yep. I don't know if anybody's done that before. So like doing 12 chapters. And having like an idea, obviously, what I'm going to talk about in the chapter in a time period, and then um, just rolling with it. So it's in theory, it's basically just a podcast, but I want to mm-hmm. release it as an audiobook. Yeah. Nobody's ever done that. A free I love st- the idea a of a freestyle audiobook. Yeah. I shouldn't have said it out loud. Yeah. Because I've been thinking about that for a long time. I always say my ideas out loud. I got three books that I want to write. And I, and I think the reality is, I have three bits of three chunks of information I want to do great research and put out. But I don't, the writing side, I, I've always joked, you know, it's true. If I was going to write a book, you would write it for me. What, what, are, your, what are your topics for your three books? I'm not going to release the other two yet. Give, give me, me one. one. Give me one. Um, one is on, uh, it's called Unlearned. Okay. And it's the, good one. the art of unlearning things that we were taught that aren't yeah. true. Yeah, that's a good one. And so obviously some of it can be faith-based, but a lot of it is just like we were told certain things that um, are myths. And I yeah. think that like figuring out who you are is more important than... Some of that other stuff. Which unlearning stuff is a super hard thing to do. Yeah. And it can take years to, yeah. to unlearn stuff. Yeah. This is probably a terrible transition. Um, just kidding. It's not. It's great. But uh, I was listening to Theo. Theo had a podcast today. Theo Vaughn. Um, his podcast is this past weekend. And uh, he had a girl on the podcast who's blind. And that's the, I, that for the most part from what we know to this point in the podcast, that's why he had her on the podcast. And I think she does have a podcast and does do like voiceover stuff. So somewhat in the industry that he works in, but uh, he just wanted to get a perspective of somebody who's blind mm-hmm. and this girl. And I cannot think of her name and I feel bad about that, but this girl's perspective on things. Ramona Charles. No, no. Okay. No, that's not it. I locked up. I thought it might be. No, it's not. Um, I don't have my phone right now, but she, her, like she deals with Theo, who's a comedian so well and deals with his like, his first question to her was, does she get mad at people who uh, say they're colorblind because they're not really blind? And like, she just like dealt with all of his nonsense to the whole thing. But the reason I bring this up is that towards the end of it, he's like talking about um, like how things work and how she operates and how she's like tries to figure and put clues together because she can kind of see, but not really. And she said that um, the, the, she's like, you know, the human brain can actually um, rewire um, bad habits like you can work inside the brain to rewire the way that we think and Theo was like I don't think that I can because the, the field that I operate in in the day to day is so like outward <clears throat> and I'm not like looking in but she's working on the parts of her brain to rewire it and so like when they start talking about that I started like to process through like that unlearning that we operate in things whether we think about it or not just because we think we're supposed to yeah and we start to believe things because we see it on certain news outlets or we hear it from certain people that we've trusted and we don't like put it to the test if it's true or not. Yeah. So that's the book I want to write. And unfortunately there's already stuff out there called unlearned, but I'll figure it out. But what is uh, your daughter going to have to unlearn that she learned from you? Ooh, man, that is a, first off, your hosting's getting better. You're getting great at hosting. That's a great question. That's a phenomenal question. Um, you don't have to answer that. That's just a that was more of a rhetorical question. No, man, I'm going to answer it because I think that's a great question. 
my okay so my mission for being a dad is two things above everything else is that she knows how to be loved and she knows how to love if those two things are accomplished i think that she'll be very successful and not that i'm completely responsible for that um my fear is obviously being a pastor that she'll be a pastor's daughter and have to deal with a lot of religion and so i would probably say that would be my guess of fear that she would have to unlearn some of the same things i had to unlearn um but i'm hoping that's it i'm hoping it's not like me yelling at her or her playing sports and me being too hard because i think those aren't important she's got to relearn completely what the the male race is supposed to look like yeah 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 which that's that's actually probably a thing in today's world yeah i think that i think people assume the worst about too many people i think there are a lot of great guys out there and there's a lot of great women out there i think there's a lot of terrible women out there i think there's a lot of terrible men Mm -hmm. i think that's just the way that the world works and i think all the terrible people have very good things in them too they just don't know it I think all the very good people have terrible things in them. Because they haven't unlearned. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think when you get back to the bases, it all comes down to like humility, teachability, humbleness, like I already said that, but like, you know, loving people, being loved, like it comes down to those core principles. And if you operate out of those, then your stance on certain political issues should flow out of that one. But when someone disagrees with you, it also flows out of that. Yeah. I I think teachability is like, might be like one of the top, like number one it might be the top priority yeah, yeah because out of teachability it's like the ability to listen and the ability to be humble yep the ability to take advice yep which if you can't do any of those things real problem so it's, it's a problem i think you see that a lot with professional athletes and people who are great at one skill is they don't see the need to be teachable in most areas of their life because they have figured out in one so they figure they have everything figured out yeah and that's, that's why, that's just, why there's a 30 for 30 about so many athletes going bankrupt yep. after being paid millions. I've always felt that way about Justin Bieber. Like the dude, Young, was outrageously talented. One of the most talented. And incredibly good looking dude. And then his personal life, he never gets the opportunity to like grow and learn some of these things. And he gets thrust into money yeah. and women. And then everyone's just shell-shocked. That he's like going off and doing some of this stuff in his early twenties. Yeah. Like what? Of yeah. course he is. He never had the chance to like play pogs. You know? <laughs> he wasn't getting just, you know, roasted by his friends. Everyone was yes manned him. And so I think hopefully now he's gone through some of the stuff and he's learning. And if he is remotely teachable, I think that he'll come out and have an amazing career the rest of his life. Yep. If he's not, then you, you we'll can tell you, you can tell he's trying to grow though. I feel right I'm, now. I'm a currently. huge fan. Huge fan. You can tell he's trying right now. I, I believe that completely. You, might you, just, you see he, that in athletes. You might have just not have the like right avenue to teach him how to grow. Yeah. But he's, he's trying. He's yeah, ser- I agree. I, I think he's searching in the right directions. Yep. And hopefully he gets there. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, you know, who was similar shoes but had a different path for some reason? And it'd be interesting to figure out the difference in the two is LeBron. Yeah. I mean, really, you think from, like, what, 14, 13, maybe even 12, he was a legend. Mm-hmm. And then as one of those last classes to make it straight to the NBA without going to college, and then has been successful his whole career in the NBA and never been in trouble. Yeah. never. I mean, never been in the spotlight at all for anything negative. Raising a great family. Like, it's hard. I don't know. 
So I don't know if there was better people in his corner. If he had better inside early. It's probably just know. how sports maybe. It's probably just how they grew up. Like LeBron's like, man, I'm I'm, I'm probably going to need like multiple avenues to be able to like change the trajectory of my family. Hmm. Where Bieber's like, like he grew up. Yeah. Well, I guess he he didn't have a dad, did he? I don't think his dad was in the picture at all. So I guess I guess it's not too different. But I mean, LeBron grew up with his mom more like I don't know the on, income structure though. More like on the street. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't be looking at different either, income structures. I don't know. That's yeah. a good question though. That's a good thought. I've always wanted to like look back into people's lives and kind of because I think people are a byproduct of what they grew up in to some degree. Some people beat it. Some people have one influence that comes in their life and changes everything. Um, but. I don't know. It's it's definitely uh, it's an interesting take. LeBron's just super impressive. And you, yeah. Every once in a while you see that. But then you see these people that are just like Conor McGregor. Came from nothing. I mean, well, you know, was hustling and grinding and then really does the perfect path in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Gets a championship. And then as a huge fan of his for a while, it's hard to not argue that there's been a massive downward spiral and not it has nothing to do with fighting in his personal life. Well, that's probably more because he was not trained how to like deal with success. Yeah. In, in his, in outside, his life. Outside of up. the context of his sport for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of money. Yeah. He also made a lot, hundred million in Floyd. Yeah. Not to mention the rest of his career, not to mention proper 12. Yeah. That money can be a problem if you don't know yeah. what you're doing. So I don't know, man, that's just always been on my heart. I don't know how we got here. You know what? But uh, that's we, been my journey is unlearning. We came in this podcast with like lists and like somewhat organized. And now. Oh, we're going to do that. Unlike, like, just like every other episode. We're just talking about random stuff. I think that's the beauty though. Yeah. It's just like setting aside the time. I think, man, I was almost got, um, we, we just did a podcast with um, Danny. Danny owns like six different bars and restaurants. I heard he owns Wichita Falls. Feels like it, man. His hustle and his grind and like his like he toured the world as a background dancer and he's in the entertainer. He's just a really cool guy. But when I was talking to him, I was thinking about like the amount of people who've trusted us enough to come in here and just sit down and all of them have trusted us to the level that they had no idea what we were gonna talk about. Yeah. Like that to me is so interesting. I think I was telling you like the math before we walked in here of like the number of hours that like I'm recorded, which is by the way, way wrong. I was way under that number, but um, yeah, that people trust us enough to do that, and yeah. that we trust each other enough to come in here and not um, say anything dumb. I guess no. we say a lot of dumb stuff, probably. We probably do, but we're unlearn. We're learning. We're we're learning the podcast game. Yeah, that's about it, dude. We're gonna we're gonna hit a hundred episodes for Modern Mad Men this year. This year, this, this is, is very fun. This is what seventy nine. Yep, yep. So we'll hit eighty. I mean, and then we'll hit. I mean, oh, we're, we're to the wide receiver numbers now. I know we need to start. to be. We need to start naming them. I don't know who's number eighty. Missed a lot. It's, it's got to be a wide receiver. Yeah, man, fun journey. Okay, you ready to transition to some business? Let's do it. Okay, so we are. Um, I got to click my computer. We're gonna do. Um, Jared and I are gonna start doing these with uh, come in with lists, right? I thought that was a better idea. So this one is gonna be the top five worst digital marketing mistakes. Uh huh. And the, gr- the ground rules were it can be an actual tangible thing. Like you shouldn't do this. It's a bad idea. Or it can be like a strategy or action, mm-hmm. right? So um, I got eight. So if you mess up and you cross over. First off, you said the top five. So you're going to make me look super bad. No, no, no because, I'm not going to use all of them. Because you're overachieving. I'm not going to use all of them. How are we going to do this? You're going to go back and forth? 
ping pong? Or yeah, I, I, I think we went back and forth last time, didn't we? Okay, you can go first. Show me too. Our first one is, which this is a bonus one. Okay, is not putting WD forty on your mic arm. Better. There it is. It's, it's a little bit better. Put water on it. Okay, so my ac- my my actual first one, and I think I think this would I I did not order these. Okay, that's fair. I didn't order mine, but I th- I think this first one would actually be my number one. So my number one is not doing audience research. Okay, and what does that mean? Oh shoot, this might get into one of my other ones, but so I think a lot of times people will set up their digital campaigns just to which we kind of talked about this last podcast not last podcast but was episode 77 um about people just like wanting to get the numbers yeah yeah but then those numbers might not necessarily translate to business because you didn't do the research to see like what audience is going to be invested in your business yep sorry i thought i was about to have an asthma attack there Hold on. Just take a few seconds, man. Golly. I've never this is seventy nine episodes and I've never seen you. I don't know if I no. I don't know if my brain just locked yeah. up and I forgot to breathe in like <laughs> those three sentences or what, but I felt like I was about to faint there. Um, Dude, if you would have gone out, I would have finished the podcast. Golly. Okay. We good? But yeah, I think I think a lot of people don't put the time which audience research should be more than just like looking at your area and seeing like the the demographic of your area it should be doing the research to see like what people are likely to be interested in my product and then what is trending in their demographic what like images and creative do will like resound with them Mm. and it's doing you gotta you gotta figure out your audience is like the first thing you have to do yeah because if you're like putting creative together before you know your audience it's probably not gonna like move the audience that would actually be invested in your business or product. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think enough people do the necessary reach research to like figure out their their audience and they just like jump into the game too quickly because yep. they're impatient and they just wanna they just wanna see high numbers. Yep. And we talked about it last podcast or not. Sorry, episode seventy-seven. There's been a lot of these. Um, that it's pretty easy if you're just doing a very generic reach campaign. Yep, it's super easy for your numbers to look good. Yep. as far as like reach numbers and impression numbers. But I would say your conversion rate, if you're just doing a generic ad, is going to be super low. Yep, super low. Yep. If you t- if, if you take the time to like research your audience figure out what they're doing in life, figure out what they're interested in life, figure out what's trending in their world, figure out what images they enjoy seeing, figure out what they engage with. Your engagement rate is going to go way up and you're going to, you're going to spend less money for more sales, more conversions. Yeah. It's uh, a lot of front front end work. Yeah, it is, but it's, it saves you money in time of the long haul. Yeah. Whereas just like general reach stuff, you're probably going to spend more money for less conversions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think selfishly, that's what people pay us for. Mm-hmm. Because they don't have the time to do that or the knowledge or even the curriculum to run it through. I, well, I, th- I think most people don't even know, know like where to start with that. Oh, yeah. It but is overwhelming. It is. Because there's obviously like, I don't know how many billions of people in the world now, but billions and billions and billions of people in the world now. 200 million. 200 million, yeah. 
Oh, so, sorry. Not, not billions, 200 million. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to like grasp that. And I don't know. Yeah, nowhere to go from there. So That's yeah, it's it's hard to like go go into research knowing that you're like trying to create an audience out of so like so big of a pond. Yep. So, but there's there's tools out there. Um, one being DesignWorks Group. One being DesignWorks Group, but there's other there's other tools out there that. That help out the process. So that's that's my number one. I yep. think that's where most campaigns, probably the second step, where most campaigns should start. Yeah, I agree. That's a great one. My number one is controversial, and people okay. in our game will disagree with me. And I don't know how to say this humbly. I'm right. I'm right. Like I, I just the data is correct on this. So other people sell it because it's easier. But I think my number one worst digital marketing mistake is buying an email list oh yeah it's a nightmare man and but i think people translated the idea because you buy a mailing list so you buy zip codes and you buy you know demographics and you can buy like a physical mailing list which is very different but the email list i think is such a bad idea for a lot of reasons one a physical address is a physical address an email may or may not be real and a lot of people who sell these, we've seen this happen time and time again, where they sell these email lists and they've said that people have signed up for it or whatever. But first off, name one time in your life you've signed up for an email list that was not for an, like a specific company. You're just like, oh, I want to get emails about uh, sports. That's not ESPN, but it's just like, oh, send me, give my email to everybody who does sports. You've never done that. I was, I was hoping you you weren't going to talk there. I was going to be silent. I mean, like that silence oh, was sorry. the number, was the number of times I've signed up for that email. Okay. Sorry. Cause it doesn't exist. Name a time that you've signed up for a generic email list. That silence is symbolic of my answer. Perfect. Sorry. I butchered that. Um, but yeah, I think uh, it sounds great. To, um, your email list is probably, if you're a smaller business, setting around 80 emails to 500. Um, and I think those 80 to 500 are so valuable because I'm a big fan of people always panic. They're like, oh, we had 10 people unsubscribe. Great. They didn't want your email. So you're now not wasting the time and money to send it to them. You're not yeah. frustrating them more. And some people just don't want emails. Mm-hmm. I just unsubscribe from a lot of things that I genuinely like the company. I'm just tired. My email box is so overwhelmed, and I'm just like, I got to get rid of everything. So I just unsubscribe from everything. Yeah. So do not buy email lists. Yeah. I don't I've, care what the reason is. I've I've one that kind of goes along with that, and I'm sure there's one scenario out there that I don't know about, um, but I think it's I think it's borderline unethical. That's what I would say. What is it's, that? Is it, you want to use it as a bonus one just to mention it? We don't have to talk no, about no, no, it. No, no, no. I'm saying that buying an email list, I think, is borderline unethical. Oh, you think? Okay. I thought you said yeah, yeah. you had an extra one that was borderline. No, no, no. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I agree with yeah, that. Yeah. Thanks for not listening. So I guess I should just go ahead and do my one that relates to that. But my number three on my list is gaining followers slash contacts slash an audience using a shortcut. So whether it's buying an email list, um, mm. I think. Wait, I read that one more time. Say that whole thing again. I wasn't listening. Gaining followers slash contacts slash an audience using a shortcut. Yep. So I think a lot of times when people like start off, maybe it's a new avenue, new platform, and they have 
no followers or no audience. Mm-hmm. They want to take a shortcut just to like make themselves feel better. Like, oh, I have an audience to work with now. Yep. But I think a lot of times when you take a shortcut to gain those followers, like it kind of goes with the the audience. My my first one, the audience research. You're, you're probably just going to build an audience of people that aren't invested in your business. Yep. So then you're just going to waste money on those people. You're going to waste time on those people as opposed to like spending quality time and yep. like money on people who are actually invested or would be invested in your business. So I think, I I think it, I think it happens a lot when either, I think it happens in three scenarios a lot. So for when people first start, start off on social media Mm -hmm. and that like zero to 10 follower count, come back, oh shoot, I need to, I need to get some followers. So I look legit. I think it happens when um, they like, observe their competitors yep and they're like oh my competitors are pulling ahead of me yep and i think it happens when they like businesses go through a prolonged time frame of not gaining new contacts or followers and they're like you gotta do something to get more did you first off did you have a sub list to your list because that I, was gold i didn't on my phone but i just came with it off the top i'm Dude, getting better man fresh. i'm getting better so I, th- I think those three instances are when people kind of freak out a little bit and yep. they try to take a shortcut to yeah. make their business look better by their follower count. Yeah, but I think buying likes is like having a nice car. Like having a lot of likes and having a nice car are great things. But a lot of times when a guy goes and buys a nice car to impress a girl, the reality is he's buying a nice car to impress other guys. Mm-hmm. And I think when people, most of the time when they buy likes, they're doing that to impress their competitors. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I think it's the same. I think it's so similar. So it's the little man syndrome of the digital world. Ooh, that's, that's it. Fact. That's what it is. It, it is a fact. I, I could not agree with you more. I guess the fourth instance I could think of are companies that are um, suspect, like they're maybe they're selling a product or whatever, and they want to look legit. Yeah. So if you go and you're going to buy this product, and you go to their Facebook page, and they have 32 likes, you'd be more likely to buy it if they had 30,000. Yeah, that's but, true. That's but, true. But, but the engagement page is going to be so bad that yeah. the page is going to shut down. Yeah. So that's a great one, man. You one up me. Um, my second one, um, I'm trying to see if I want to skip any of these. Okay. I'm gonna, I'll do this one. So my, my second one on this list is I'm not, not using video. First off, I'm always super impressed that you can read your computer when it's like five feet away from oh, me dude. and that like 10 point font. Dude, the Lord bless me with Hawkeyes, man. Sorry. I can see anything. What, what was that one again? Dude, I can read. I can almost read that. Can you see another room? That stuff on Ren's thing. <laughs> I can almost read that. I would guess it. I can almost read that, dude. I got Hawkeyes, bro. Dude, we'd be driving on the interstate, and I'll see something from about three-quarters of a mile out. And I'll be like, that's your turn. Like, well, we know because the GPS will be like, yeah, but I can see the sign. <laughs> I can read the sign. So. Lord bless me. Oh, sorry. My second one is not investing in video. Okay. Um, I think that we're in a in a time where people are reading less because, it's, and I think that content, there's so much content out there. And I think that creating good quality videos is something that people don't do because um, it's more work for some people. Some people aren't great writers. They go to video first, but I think that no matter what you have to um, create videos. A perfect example is you're somebody who, well before two years ago when we started doing this podcast you had no desire to be on video mm-hmm. you don't love it 
you're self-proclaimed not good at it, which isn't true. Um, but you started creating um, for us like tip videos where you would go in and actually tangibly show somebody on screen share how to change an ad set in Facebook or how to do this in Instagram. And those are our biggest viewed videos like on our on our YouTube channel. And I, so I bought those views. <laughs> hey, it's all about the numbers, bro. Doesn't matter to me. Um, half those views are probably just me trying to make you feel better so you'll keep <laughs> doing it. But I, I think that finding ways to creatively create content is creatively create content. That was unnecessary. That's great. It's a little necessary, but um, yeah, I don't know why that, that one doesn't have a lot to, I think that you don't need to be explain explain too much, but sometimes video can be bringing a production crew in and sometimes it can be an Instagram story or it can be um, whatever. But I think video um, is underutilized by most small businesses. Yeah. No, I think there is a good point in what you said just a second ago. You said it, it like making video might take more time, but I think a lot of the times what takes more time for the creator or the business results in it taking less time for their audience where if you take less time creating something as a Ooh. business it's going to take more time for the audience to like ingest it did you get more sleep last night i don't know what you happened freshed up today i had a breakthrough with Let's the go. fence and i think it's just i don't know you're a new human yeah i yeah, I, I agree with that i think that um we mark most marketing strategies are probably built around what your team can handle but if you really built it around how the consumer can consume it better and faster and easier and understand your stuff yeah. better it'll be better yeah. so that's my second one my second one, which is actually my third one now because I skipped in my list, is only using content to pitch your products. Which uh, I know, I know. Dang it! I know we've. Do you have that one? No, I grab about that all the time. I, I put on my list. Yeah, I know we've talked about this. I probably in like twenty-seven percent of our episodes. Probably random number, but yeah, I, th I think people who's like um, content strategy is just to pitch their products their content strategy is probably failing. Yeah. They probably aren't getting engagement because nobody just wants to like watch a video or read a post about your business pitching a product over and over. They want to, they want to get to know your business. They want to um, see some like engaging stuff. And like, I'm not saying that your products are bad, but not everybody loves just being pitched all the time. No, no, no. For sure. And it makes your, it makes, if you if that is your content strategy, you're just constantly pitching your product, it like almost like dehumanizes your business. Like yeah, people want to want to see that like human aspect of businesses. Yeah, then they connect on a more emotional level. Can you imagine just seeing a Lone Star beer, and every ad you got was the price of the six yeah. pack? Yeah, our and, six pack and, is five bucks at Walmart today. And honestly, the best sell is some dude in jorts in a yeah um going to, floating down the river drinking a lone star yeah in a lone star koozie and he's got a cowboy hat on and him and all his friends are laughing mm -hmm. or whatever like that that's the sell but you aren't selling anything you're building your brand yeah and your storytelling yeah dude i cannot believe what i'm putting my list that's the best one you, you had i think you have one that deals with that though i could be wrong yeah probably Ted gummit i'm embarrassed that's a great one man what number was that three that was three was it yeah. I did buying lists. No, this is three. This is three for you. That was my third one. Oh, though. you went first? Yeah, I went okay. first. Okay, sorry. Um, three. Thank you, because I'm all out of order, so you going first is going to help me. So my third one, I actually put this last on my list, um, but I think a lot of people do this, because I hear people quote all the time, is like Googling and reading blogs that are outdated. I think it's a huge digital marketing mistake, because they'll go read a blog from four years ago, 
and it'll be talking about something with Instagram. Or even two years ago, they're talking about something with Instagram or Facebook or how it works. And uh, I think you just have to, it's great to do the research, but you really need to check that timestamp and confirm that it is. And one of the things that I always do when I'm searching stuff is put 2019 with it or 2018 or recent update because people will read stuff and they'll start to build a strategy around. Um, I talked to someone the other day who was building a strategy around Google's algorithm. And dude, the, first off, the algorithm that's out now has been out for a while. Google also does not tell us what algorithm is currently, like mm-hmm. how it completely operates. And so they're reading about this algorithm. They're telling me this stuff. And I was like, oh, man, I'd be careful. The blog is from 2015. Oh, yeah. And so I think that people do that a lot. And I just that's just my, like, and this list is the only one that's like a warning. But like, please be careful when you're reading through a blog or looking at stuff. The Facebook's algorithm changes a lot. How Instagram operates changes a lot. I mean... I don't know. I just, I hear that a lot from people that are saying like, Hey, here's my strategy. And this is the blog site. And I go look at the timestamp and I'm like, I would throw this away. I would go check this on something else. Um, And not to say that there aren't blogs that are from 2016 that are when it comes to content and strategy that probably are still very relevant. Um, But I mean, we run into that too with some of your old videos. Mm -hmm. People will comment and say like, Hey, this doesn't work. You idiot. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, well this is a three year old video. And Facebook's no longer does that anymore. Yeah. I've, I've gotten to the point where when I'm doing searches, like sometimes you can see the, the like timestamp, like just on the search page. Yep. Yep. And I've gotten to the point where if the timestamp on the search page is before like 2017, I'll, I'll just skip over it. Oh, for sure. Like no matter what it, unless it's like a, like I'm researching like a historical thing. Oh yeah. yeah. That's pre that happened pre 2017. How crazy to think though. You just gave me a two-year window. Mm-hmm. Like, how crazy is that? And sometimes it's it's more like 2018 or better have been, like, published this, like, the beginning of this year at least. I usually go from, like, right, like, sitting here now in July, I usually go from, like, November on mm-hmm. from 2018 and try to find something. Yeah. But sometimes you can't. Sometimes I hadn't updated. Yeah. You know, like, some of the stuff with, like, website SEO stuff. It could be a blog from 2017 that's probably still relevant mm-hmm. in some of in 80% of the instances. So I don't know, man. That's just one of the things that like I always try to warn people. Like doing research is great. And you can you could run if you have enough time, you could really run a great digital marketing strategy just doing research um from Google. But you gotta be real careful. You're not building it on a 2014 blog. Yeah. So that was my three. Because 2014 Kazal was almost still around. But listen, though, I'd still build a strategy around Kazaa. Yeah, that's true. Just in case you need to download Chance's new album that's coming out Whew. next week. Gang, gang. That's going to be a good day. But, you, right. should, but you should buy that. He deserves that yeah, to be yeah, bought. for sure. My fourth and fifth ones kind of are related. Are you um, doing them together? I probably should. Just do them together. Probably should. So number four, and again, these are not in order, like, most important to least important or anything like that. So when you hear this, don't think that these are the like least important things that you shouldn't do. But number four for me is running website traffic ads without an optimized website. So I see, <laughs> I don't know how many times I've seen, which first off, I rarely, rarely, rarely ever click on like an ad where like a, like a Google ad on the top of the page. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know how many times I've seen. I will if it's a product. Yeah. Like if it's like a specific product. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like looking for Nike high tops. If I'm looking for like a how-to, 
No. Probably not. No, no. But I don't, I don't know how many times I've been on Facebook, seen an ad, and like their ad objective was website visits. And then I go to their website, and it's the worst website ever. Oh, and immediately, immediately, I think, and these guys have no idea what they're doing. Their no. product is terrible because they can even take the time to like optimize or at least make their website look good before yep. they're sending me to their website. And probably spending a lot of money to, for you yeah. to do that ad. Yeah. So... And then my fifth one was not knowing what objective is beneficial slash having no goals. So yeah, yeah. I think before you start just trying to achieve those numbers, you got to know like what objective is actually going to be beneficial to my business. Is it is it website traffic? Is it just plain engagement? Do I need to get some page likes because I just launched a uh, Instagram account or a Facebook page? Do I need to get some leads? Do I just need to do like a brand awareness campaign? Like, what do I need to do? I think that's one of the first things you need to know, like your objective, what's going to be most beneficial for your business. And if you like don't know that, then you're probably going to set up some campaign that has a objective that is not going to help your business at all. Um, Have you seen these? um, Sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. Have you seen these uh, mini Frisbee ads? I saw one today. Okay. So they're mini Frisbees. It's like you can throw it like a Frisbee, and they're like the size of, I don't know, what do you think? They're like, it's it's almost like they took like a stirring around, flicking around bottle caps yes. and turned it into a product. Yeah, I think it's, I think looking It's a little at bit it, bigger, bigger than a bottle cap. I think cap. it's the top of a can. Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of what it looked like. And so I was like, yo, I'm going to buy this. So I clicked on it, started looking around. And I'm not, I'm not, if you're listening, I've sent you three emails to try to pick up your marketing. So if you're mad, you should have replied to my emails, but their website, I can't understand. It's like a part of a bigger website, but it feels from the way the page is built. It feels so gimmicky. And I legitimately did not buy it because I was afraid that it wasn't real. Even though there's video of them throwing it and the products there, the website page layout and all the stuff, it's like so spammy and scammy. I didn't buy it, and I was legitimately going to buy it. It's so cheap. And I was like, oh, this would be fun. Jared and I get those around, like we, something to have at the office, whatever. And I was also trying to pick up their business because um, I think it's a cool product. It's like Spikeball when we were, mm-hmm. when we were going for Spikeball. Yeah. Um, so I 100% agree with that. And that literally, they had a sell. The moment I watched the video, they had a sell. Based on the price, the price worked, but the website actually deterred me from wanting to put my credit card yeah. information in. Yeah. So I agree. Yep. That goes with, like, yep. Okay. That, was, that was four. No, I, I did four and five there. Okay, give them same. So again. number number four was running website traffic ads without yep. an optimized website, which is kind of what you just talked about. And then number five was not knowing what objective is beneficial for your business and slash not having, not knowing your goals. Okay. So if I was actually ranking these, I'd probably it'd probably be one goal not having goals or not knowing what your objective is, and then two, not doing audience research. Yeah. I think those two things are critical for yep. any campaign. That's good. All right, my four and five. Um, I would say my number four is um, ignoring reviews. Uh. I think a lot of I think that there's something really beautiful about getting feedback and reviews. And I think everybody who owns a business has been, for the most part, on the bad side of a review. Oh yeah. And a lot of people we talk to, they just immediately make excuses for it. Like, that's not true, which it might not be. Um, we actually just dealt with an instance where uh, somebody went and left one-star reviews for 
everybody in that industry except for one person in, in our region. So like they went and they had never done business with any of these people left a one-star review. I was on the phone with Google for two hours, even though I knew the answer and you can't get that taken down. Like it's just up there. Like it is what it is. And so I think a lot of people like learning the art of responding to good reviews, like somebody it's hard to generate positive reviews. We've learned that it's really hard to get people to leave good reviews without an incentive. So if someone takes the time to give you good feedback, you should thank them. Um, and maybe give them an incentive afterward. And then two, if they leave you a bad review, one, take it to heart if it is remotely true, if you can make your business better, but two, also respond in a way that a manager or somebody comes in and says like, hey, we're sorry your experience was bad. You know, we'd like to make that better. Yeah. I think people just, I mean, I don't know. I understand it's a personal thing when it comes to your business, but get over it. Yeah, It's the public perception. And mm-hmm. so at the end of the day, if I go to your restaurant, everything seemed great and I left and I go home and I'm like, no, I don't feel great. I'll give you one star review for giving me food poisoning. There's no reason for you to argue if I actually got food poisoning from your restaurant. Like it's just not helpful. So I think that people should definitely not ignore reviews. Yeah, that's a good one. And then I'm kind of struggling with what I want to use for my fifth one, but I'm just going to use this one. Just go and use your like your 10 other ones you have. Now I'm going to just drop them all at the end. But my fifth one is the most simple one, and it's not investing in it. That's your number five is not investing. Not investing oh, not in invest. It. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Not like putting the money towards digital. Gotcha. Yeah, for if, sure. If you if you think that you can get someone internally to just post things that they think randomly is good, not put any money in it, then please don't be shell shocked when you make no profit from it. You're not ESPN, more than likely. People are not waking up in the morning and checking Facebook to see what you've posted. You're going to have to have a strategy and a game plan. Now. You're At this point, you're probably just hoping that you just show up in somebody's feed. They aren't searching for you. Yes. And even if you do show up, there's got to be a balance to it. Mm-hmm. So if someone in your office, it's their second job. They, you pay them for something else, and they're also the person who posts on your Facebook and your Instagram and your Twitter. That's how much money you're going to make. None. It's not going to benefit you. And so, and if you don't think that supports, and I'm sure there are definitely industries out there, very few, that aren't looking to grow. You know, they're just maintaining, maybe they're just storytelling, whatever. But if you have any desire to grow and get people in, you're going to have to invest. You have to invest in having somebody who understands how Google works because Google and voice is going to be massive in the future. And you're going to have to have someone who understands how your website operates. Is it a good user experience across the whole, like, in search, on your website, on social? Is all your stuff updated? Um, you're out of your mind if you think you can ignore it. Yeah. So you got to invest. You're going to invest money and time. That's why agencies are beneficial. That's why actually hiring somebody. Um, and I definitely feel for business owners because it's very hard to find somebody who understands the digital space. Yeah. It's almost impossible. I mean, it really is. They're going to be trained and equipped. And, and I think it, I think it helps to like work with somebody that's been in it for five plus years because then they like can trace like the evolution of it. Yeah. Whereas if you like if somebody if you're working with somebody that like just got in the game, they might be able to like follow like what's happening right now, but they won't be able to like necessarily follow the trend of what yep. what, what happened five years ago to today. Yep. So if I came to you, you you've been in the game for seven years, eight years, and we're working in picking an industry. The the uh, bicycle industry. Bi- okay. We're selling bikes. Mm-hmm. 
and you know the marketing game well. And I know bikes way better than you. Mm-hmm. Like I know everything about a bike. And so I am now, because I work at this company, I'm now, I'm, I'm the king of the bike. So they're like, hey, you're going you're gonna to run our Facebook. And I'm sure my posts are going to be great, things like that. But what we see a lot is that I come to you and I say, hey, we're going to run a like and share. And we're going to get to the whole city. Mm-hmm. And you don't know the negatives to that because you haven't, like you said, the evolution of how things have changed. And you're like, okay, cool. Your question to me would probably be like, oh, what are we giving away? I'm like, we're going to give away a $100 Visa gift card. It's like, not a good idea. Oh and it sounds good. That sounds good on the surface. You're going to get in front of more people about your bikes. Your and follower account going to go way up. It's going to skyrocket. And maybe your store does get some more traffic. But I definitely think it's worthwhile in the long run to look at the trends from the past, the present, the future, and oh. to dictate. Um, I think sometimes the best digital strategies are a slow, constant growth versus mm-hmm. um, the firework. Oh, yeah. It just goes off. Oh, and sometimes yeah. that happens, and you might be lucky, and you might hit the right post at the right time, run the right ad set to the right people, and your business booms. But, I mean, dude, we've been doing this for seven, eight years. Doesn't happen a lot. Yeah. Rarely. Unless you're unless you're the one writing it, you know? So that's my uh, that's my final one. I also had in here, if Let's it's go. okay with you if I put yeah. them in. Just go through them. Just go through them quickly. I did put generic uh, boosted posts, which you answered. Um, I definitely agree with that. Um, no constant branding. Uh, yep. So your YouTube account, your Facebook account, your Instagram account, it all looks different. Your website looks different. When someone sees a post, they should to some degree know that it's from you, if especially if it's a graphic. Um, and then the other one that I, I toyed with over talking about the reviews is the stock photos on social. Oh, you should have. You, sh- you should have that as a 5B because that's – I. Uh, there's so many of those now. I understand a and, website. I understand a website for a hospital. Yeah. can't put You can't put your actual patients on there. And sometimes when in certain like industries, like if you don't have the funds to get a great photo shoot and do it really well, there's amazing stock photography. And I'm not a hater on stock photography at all. I actually think there's it's a beautiful benefit. And I think that it should be out there. And I think, but when it comes to social, nightmare. Yeah. I can... You might not think while you're like creating the content that it looks like a stock photo, but I bet if you put 20 stock f- photos and f- or if you like did a line of 20 photos or 20 pieces of content, yep. I could pick out the ones that had stock photos. Yes. Oh, every time. And I'll, just to clarify too, when I say stock photos, I don't mean you're doing like a campaign on, you know, you know, these these campaign this price is gonna blow your mind and then you show a photo of a volcano erupting like i'm not saying like a mountain range or whatever you're talking about like people yeah it was like you're a restaurant and you got stock photo of people cheersing yeah and and again there's a balance to that too where i've i've seen it where people are trying to get campaigns rolling and they have glasses cheersing and you you can't tell if it's in the restaurant or not it's the right stock photo Man, I see that all the time. I'll see an ad come through, and I'm like, these people are spending tens of twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, just and I know it's I know it's stock. I know it's not real, and it's a turnoff. Yeah, just just pay for a photo shoot. Yes, and I, and pay I, for a photo shoot at your restaurant or your whatever other business you you have. The reason I was careful with it is that I I think that like Trish and Steven and like Jason, are, some of our artists are so good at picking very good stock ph- photography for the right things. Mm-hmm. So I'm only we're you and I are only talking about from a social posting standpoint. Yes. 
like and there's some things that's okay that it's stock photography if you're selling something that's major if you're working with a, a larger enterprise and you're selling that i get that but if you're a small business and you got a picture of a person okay i'm gonna go i'm gonna rant a little longer if that's okay here we go I'm just going to move the mic away from my mouth. I so, do. So no, no, just no to you. you're going to want to have input into this. So we deal with a lot of franchises, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did that say to bring it back. And so whenever they send the same content out to every one of the pages, and you can clearly tell that that is not from that city, that drives me wild. It drives me wild because it feels impersonal and it feels large versus local and impersonal. Yeah. And that drives me wild. And that's yeah. what stock photography does. And if you do that, Easy fix, very easy fix. One easy fix is, personally, go buy a new iPhone. Mm-hmm. You can get away with those photos if you do not have the budget. The second one is, twice a year, if you really can do it four times a year, great, but twice a year, pay somebody 170 bucks, 340 bucks to come in and take photos of your food, of your place, of your people. I don't care if you got a fake, if you got to get at the desk and fake laugh. <laughs> We're just having so much fun working here. <laughs> Those are my favorite. Those are my favorite engagement pictures, by the way. Just do it. I don't care. I don't care if you go get the stock photos and then take them yourself. It's not going to work. But I don't know, man. That was on my list. I didn't bring it up because I knew I was going to do that. That's a good one. I knew I was going like to write that. This is good. Man. I feel like we got a good therapy session. Yeah. We got a new uh, The Good episode coming out every Monday. Recording it tomorrow. It's 6 a.m. Comes out every Monday at 6 a.m. Yep. Modern Mad Men twice a week. I probably shouldn't have said record tomorrow because I don't know when we're releasing this episode. Listen, man, we're figuring this thing out. Yeah. I think that's what I'm most proud of. I was getting, like, going through all the analytics today is that the growth from two years ago is massive. Mm -hmm. And I think the cool thing is that we arranged the growth of this less on the analytics of views and subscribers, which is hard to figure out, but on actual conversations mm-hmm. that we've created and generated through this. Yeah. Which I, I, I know you've told me before, but I was, I was somewhere on Sunday and I had three people come up to me and talk to me about this podcast. Which one? Modern Madman. Oh, cool. Yeah. My, mine's, the other one's not out there enough yet. Somebody but, asked me, by the way, today, not to interrupt you, which I'm going to do every time because I can. Um, I always, yeah, I always take these great moments and then ruin them. But now, first off, you didn't interrupt me because that was literally the end of my sentence. Okay, cool. I so, was done. I don't have to feel bad. So yeah, no. But I think um, somebody asked me today how, like, um, how's the good analytics going? Like, how are the views on that? And I, I believe this completely. Modern Mad Men gets more views because of the longevity. Um, but I think that the good has already started more conversations than the modern madman, which is like two and a half years older. Like I think that the conversation I'm already having about people that have listened to the good, it's different. Obviously one's business related and one's more personal, but it's like I'm outrageously encouraged by what I think the good's gonna be. But not I don't know if it would have if it wasn't for modern madman though. Maybe. Maybe true. Because a lot of people probably initially heard of it through modern madman. Yeah, which is true. I mean, I think it's all married. Yeah. I mean, I think all of it, I don't know if Modern Mad Men would have popped the same way without Design Works. And yeah, oh, for with sure. that, yeah. I, and somebody said the other day, like, they didn't even know that you and I had been friends since kindergarten. And so I think, so they're like, man, you have a really good rapport. I was like, man, this is like, Jared and I have been having conversations like this, maybe not about marketing. We were arguing about who the best baseball player was in fourth grade. We were talking about 
who could eat more dirt on the t ball field when we were five years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Who could who could uh, trick these youth kids when we were interns into doing stuff? Oh, yeah. That sounded bad. Who can <laughs> trick these youth kids into playing Chubby Bunny or... Do you remember that game we'd play? I cannot believe we did this. We played this game at youth where... We'll close the podcast on this. Where you'd have... Um, one of the youth guys, so they're like 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, somewhere in there, and they think they're cool. So you'd pull out one of the guys, uh, yep. and there'd be, you would set up two girls, yep. and the guy would have to walk into the room, and he'd have to set in between them on the couch, and he'd have to use his best pickup line on the girls. But what we did was we, there was just two chairs and then a sheet pulled tight, so it looked like a couch, but there was nothing in the middle, and as soon as they sit down... The girls would stand up and the guy would fall. And I can remember two or three guys bouncing their head off the floor. Because we, we like set it up so in that room there's <laughs> there's like a fireplace right behind where so we set bad. this up and there's like this this little this little what is that? What is like the brick part of a fireplace? Hearth? Man it's not a mantle. Whatever like the, the floor mantle. The floor mantle. There's like a tiny one of those right behind where we set this up. So it was like in perfect position for these dudes to just like crack their skull on it. Luckily, no one did. No, Nobody did. A couple of the dudes were tall enough too. Some yeah. of them were athletic enough to catch themselves. We also used to blend up Happy Meals, have them drink it. How do we get to this? I don't know. I don't know either. Either way, this is a great marketing list. And uh, we'll do another one. I think we should keep doing these, man. Yeah, I like the list. It, part, it, it like... I don't know. It's better for me, I think. I think we also should post this on YouTube. Since we're not doing a live on Facebook. And we should put in the description like when people can like skip over to get to where the list was. Oh, yeah. What the list is, stuff like that. I think that'll get a lot of like engagement. Minute 67. Yeah, because on YouTube it's cool. In the description you can actually tag it. So they click it. Yeah. And go to, because every once in a while I'll be watching um, like a one, an hour and a half like boxing <laughs> card. And some hero in there will go in and tag when all of the matches start. Yeah. So as soon as one's over, I can skip everything, click on the next one and watch it. Yeah. Those are, those are the real heroes. There. Those are the the for sure true heroes. I think about that sometimes. I just never do it because I'm not as good as them. Yeah. Anything for the peeps, man? I think we covered a lot. I think it's a good one. By the way, I asked Danny a word of wisdom. Were you listening? Yes. Dude. It was good. It was great. It was real good. You should go listen to episode 78 if you want to hear some great words of wisdom. And Jared and I are also going to release a compilation of all the words of wisdom. Oh, yep. Yeah, we are. Yeah. I started putting some together for you. I started I started pulling all our videos. So we'll, we'll start uh, releasing some more um, videos and uh, some of those like compilation stuff, but just some snippets, some video snippets of each podcast. So... Um, go follow our Facebook page, Instagram page, and all that, and we'll uh, we'll kick all that back up and have some more engaging stuff for you guys. Hey man, inevitably, we're gonna get here. No, is that your word? No, tentatively. Tentatively, gosh. Which I dang. still I still butchered it. I, st- I still haven't learned. Tentatively, tentatively. There it was. Anything else for the peeps? That's it. All right, man. I've been scribbling words on a cocktail napkin Scratching a lucky strike ad mad men My rapping is sorta old-fashioned Window shopping, hip-hop and mannequin Roger to his Don Draper, we make songs Elevator music, rock to the PM Dawn Copping a new John, mocking your crew song I'm dope in a pocket, plus hot with a suit on We mad men